welcome to the Preserve Your Past podcast, where we'll explore all things related to the creative process of writing your stories for future generations. I'm your host, Melissa Ann Kitchen, author, teacher, speaker, and coach. I believe that your personal history is a priceless gift for family, friends, and generations to come. Whether you consider yourself a writer or not, we are discussing the topics that help with every step of the process, like how to mine for the juiciest story ideas, or how to refine them into polished final drafts you'll be proud to share. Let's face it, sure your stories can be overwhelming, but I've got you covered. We all have a lifetime of memories to share, so why not save yours to pass along? Let me help you leave your lasting legacy. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. This one, I think, is going to be a fun one. Fun for me. Um, Sitting here doing solo podcasts while we get ready to do some interviews upcoming, which I'm excited um, to be introducing soon. But when I'm doing my solo podcast, it's me imagining you and talking to you, but I'm sitting in a room by myself. So this one feels a little bit more interactive, and that's because we're going to be doing an Ask Melissa episode. So between my newsletters and this podcast and my blog, I often will leave leave you all with a question or um, a request for your feedback. And so One of my previous newsletters, I did get a response back from a reader, and her question was a universal question, and so I'm very excited that she gave me permission to share today on the podcast, and we're going to look at a question that I think is a universal issue that all writers could encounter, Um, because it's not just even the writers that are writing about their stories, but it's any of us who are working on a a writing project of any type. So let's listen to what the question is, and then we'll get to some of my thoughts. So thank you, Letitia, if you're listening, for asking this question. And Letitia asks, Melissa, I'm currently just writing in one journal. I was thinking of having different journals for different stories or thoughts. Will that be too much or too confusing? So thank you again for submitting this, Letitia. And I would say the answer is yes, it could be, but it doesn't need to be with good planning. And I don't really have an answer for you on what that will look like specifically, but I would love to have a discussion with you all today on some ideas and some questions and thoughts that you could could use to organize your writing based on whether it's topics or audience or purpose. And we'll talk about some of the questions that I think can lead us into that. So let's get started. The first question that I suggest you think about is, how are you most comfortable writing? So how are you going to be writing these stories? Do you handwrite your stories onto paper Are you more comfortable typing or even voice memoing them into an electronic document? Each of us has our own 
different, unique way of downloading our thoughts and our memories and our musings onto paper. And so knowing your style and your preference is going to help determine the most effective way of organizing your drafts and your writings. So there's a lot of people who love to do, you know, handwriting, journaling, being wherever they can be and tune out electronics. And that's how their creativity flows. Well, other people really like just having that one step of getting it onto electronics. It might be easier for them to type than it is to um, handwrite things. So it really depends on your preference. It could depend on even the purpose of the actual story or draft you're writing. Now, it sounds like, Letitia, from your question, that you have journals. So it sounds like you are using paper and handwriting your stories. And so we'll talk about a few things um, coming up in the next questions that might be a little differently than if you were writing in a, like typing it out in an electronic system. And that's why we asked the question because there could be different ways that we organize them based on this. So yeah, that would be the first question. The next thing I think I would like you to think about is the what you are writing, and the why you are writing. Knowing this is going to help you think ahead on ways that you could organize your stories. Now, if you've seen me share in some of my videos how the process that I like to guide people through to write the stories, or you've taken any workshops, you know that one of the primary steps we start with is grounding in the story. So knowing what the story is, and really getting to feel that story is one thing. So that what the story is about is also going to help drive how you organize your stories. The other thing that we identify when we're sitting down to write our stories in this process is our audience, because how we write to different people is going to be different. Well, that's also going to affect maybe the way you organize or the outcome of how you eventually publish slash share your stories. So you could organize these by the audience that you're writing for. You might want to organize these by the person that you're writing about. So if you're writing about a grandfather or a grandmother and you're trying to keep a collection of those stories all together, those that might affect how you organize your drafts and your stories. And so thinking about um, the purpose of your writing, the topic of your writing is going to make a difference in how you organize and write them. So, for example, you might be writing a collection to one person to give to them. And so you could put all those stories into one place, into one container, into one book or journal or folder. So again, look at the purpose of your writing, the topics, and decide ahead if it would make sense to keep them in their own container or to um, separate them out into different books, folders, whatnot. So an example I have of this that kind of shows how it could be organized is from my family tree templates. If you go to melissaannkitchen.com, forward slash family dash tree dash story dash starters, or you go to the website and you choose the free resource at the top, you will see a document. Um, you'll be able to sign up for a free guidebook that walks you through 
family story starter. If you want to pause the podcast and go pick up your freebie now, you can do that, but it will be, I'll make sure there's a link to this in our notes, and you can go to sign up for this free gift and walk through it at another time. The directions in the story starters are going to be super um, clear and helpful. But I use this as an example because when I was thinking about um, organizing, I think that the neat part of this template and um, process that I have shared with these family tree story starters is that they can be used to write about several people. They can be used more than one time. So you may decide, for example, that you start the process by thinking about your five persons in your family you're going to write about. That's the first step is who are you writing about in your family tree? The next step is to come up with a temp, I've offered a template, but to come up with the answers of special questions about each person. So that next step is about choose one person and let's look at that one person and the information that you want to share about that person. And so there's some writing prompts there that you can use one person at a time. Now, then you can take that and draft your story and make your story. When you're looking at the final drafts of these family tree stories, you may completely put together a a booklet of five or more stories about five or more different people. So you could have multiple stories about your aunt or your grandmother, but they may all go into a collection that is a family tree story. So you may choose to keep them in one edition, in one volume, altogether. Or you could make Take each prompt out, create a draft of a different story from each prompt, and gather them together in a volume that's only about that person. So I share in one of my um, chapters, Lessons Learned, I share about my uh, husband's grandmother, who is my boy's great-grandmother, and a lesson that I learned from her. And so if I was doing this as my example of writing, I could have different stories all about great grandma. Or I could share a stories all about lessons learned that I learned from people. So how you organize it, it depends on, on whether you want to keep it as a collection of all of the one person or based on topic, right? Or then again, it could be based on your audience. If you are someone who loves the thought of collecting memories, of preserving your past, whether it's through writing stories, whether it's through conversations, whether it's through any kind of project that can help you to preserve those details of your past and the stories that get passed along through the generations, then I have the place for you. I would love to see you join me over at Preserve Your Past, Share Your Stories, my free Facebook group where you can join like-minded people to help you get your stories down on paper for future generations. Now, this group is for people who are in the process 
of collecting their stories, whether you are writing down your personal stories to preserve your past or collecting the memories and you just want to work through remembering loved ones and making sure that those details that you had, the experiences that you shared with them are never lost, this is the place to be. We talk about everything to do with preserving those memories and preserving your past. And weekly, we have a live event where I do a mini lesson or a conversation that is live in our Facebook group. Daily, you'll get some prompts, some quotes, and on top of it all, you'll have a community where you can share your favorite memories, ask questions on how to work through preserving those, and just be with like-minded people. So again, join me over at Preserve Your Past, write your stories. You'll find the link for the community in the show notes to this podcast, and I can't wait to see you over there. Come join us. This also will look different depending on whether your stories are electronic or handwritten, and that's why we ask that question first. Because if they're electronic, then it's a bit easier to change your mind or even put them into multiple folders, right? So I could be writing my stories. I could be putting them into folders. If I want to put a folder of stories about great grandma, there could be a folder. If I want to create stories that I'm going to gift Curtis or stories that I'm going to gift Ben, then I could create separate folders and those topics could be in multiple folders. So anyways, that is something to think about based on whether uh, you are, you know, organizing based on the topic and collections and how you want to do that. So if it's handwritten and you're not going to be putting them into an electronic folder, then you want to make sure that you're clearly labeling labeling those journals ahead of time so that you know where they are. So when you are looking back for your work, you're able to go find it easily. And we're going to get into specifics about how to organize even those volumes better in a moment. So take a quick breath and let's go on to the third thing that I would ask. It would be, how will you be publishing your writing? Will it be a single story or collection? Is it for a person or several people? And are you writing rough drafts and then transferring your final drafts to another location? So this kind of piggybacks on what we just spoke about. If you are going to be starting, first of all, with rough drafts, are you going to decide that you want all your rough drafts in one draft notebook? Those could be anywhere. But you'll want to think about ahead of time how you want to keep track of those drafts. So are you going to have a special one notebook that you use for drafts? Are the drafts going to just be temporary and um, not even organized very well on like separate sheets of paper? However you want, but you want to think ahead about what's going to be easiest for you because you may not have a chance to transpose those drafts into final form immediately after you write them. And so you may want to then make sure that they're in a special location that you can um, get to easily. Also, when you're thinking of your final drafts, you want to think about how you'd like to publish to pass along your story. So again, we talked a bit about collections, um, but if you 
if you are writing a collection of stories, like I mentioned above, are you going to write them in a special notebook or journal? So are they, how are they going to get saved? How are they going to get passed along? If you're going to need a special notebook or journal, that's something you are going to think about ahead of time on where you want to put the final drafts. If it's one story that you're writing as a gift, you might choose to write that in handwriting on special paper to pass along to the people. Maybe you're going to, you know, roll it up like a scroll and gift it special that way or include it with flowers or a gift. Or maybe you're going to write your story into a greeting card that's going to get mailed. Or again, typing it out electronically. So when you're thinking of these, you're, you're thinking ahead of how you want to do it. And you might even think, oh, I need several final copies. So are you going to be photocopying, printing, or handing each one? I've mentioned how there's times when I have stories that I know I want to share with both the boys. And so I want to make sure that if I decide that the handwritten process is important to me, because for me, it really is lovely to see things in my mom's writing or my dad's writing. And there's very little, but I think of recipe cards. And then um, one one place that I did find um, items written in my father's writing was in his, uh, he was a, a bass guitar player and he played weddings and he played restaurants. Um, my son, my oldest son has his bass guitar and when we opened the case and we're kind of going through different things in there, it was really cool to see some napkins that were embossed from a wedding that he played, but also a set list of songs that the bride and groom had requested in his writing. So those are the, as much as electronic might be easy for you, there are times when I really think that a handwritten story is really special. So if you are choosing to do handwritten, again, like we mentioned at the front, you're going to just need to be a little more thoughtful about how you organize them on the front end. Um, but it, it there's just there are ways that make that easily doable. Okay, so I've had you think about how you are going to be doing this, whether you're more comfortable with handwriting or electronic and typing out. We talked about thinking ahead of what you're writing and why you're writing it so that you know ahead of time your audience or your topics and how you want to organize. Then we just talked about how will you be publishing the writing and whether it's a single story or collection and how you'll be handing it on to the next generation or whether you're saving it for yourself. And finally, I want you to think about how you're going to organize your stories so that you can find them when you want them. So we talked about drafts and keeping our drafts in one spot, but you may fill up a notebook and go on to your next draft notebook. So if we start thinking about how electronic documents work and see the tools that we have when we're doing it that way, I think that can help us with our handwriting items also. So in electronic documents, right, in, in Word, uh, Google Docs, or electronic word processing <laughs> um, tools, we're able to create documents that are searchable. So we can search 
by words that we're looking for. We can organize our stories by audience, by topic, by age, by main character. Again, through folders, also through tags. So tagging stories at the top by theme or by the the person that it's about can help us find them really quickly. Um, so you can then store them in folders by topic easily in a, in an, uh, a Word doc. But even if you're writing in physical notebooks, there are ways that we can create some makeshift tags and organize them so that we can then go back to those notebooks and find the topics that we are looking for. So one way that I see this is, first of all, I mentioned organizing your journals in one place. That allows you to find what you're looking for more easily. And I I do have notebooks that I'm writing in that are in different spots. But when it comes to I'm done with them, they go to the same basket and I know I can come back to them, right? So having them in one place is the first step of being able to organize them. Similarly to having a folder on your desktop of your electronic project. The next step could be how are we going to create tags that might be able to identify the person the story is about or the theme that the story is about or who this story is for. And I think post-its and highlighters are great ways to do this. And I think they also could work really nicely with coming up with a sheet that may go in the front of the notebook that could be like your table of contents. And it could be something that you create on your way through writing your story so that you're documenting what's the story about, who's the story about at the front of your notebook. Maybe you leave three sheets free. So each time you write a different story, you're writing in what the story is about so you can find it easier. Or you could do it on a separate sheet of paper and add that to the front of your notebook. Now, post-its could act as little page notifiers of where those stories really are. And you could also put themes and topics on the post-its. So if they're popping up and you want to just look at the post-its and not have to go page by page, that would be really helpful. Highlighters in stories, maybe by color coding or just the words that might pop out similar to a tag, like a name could be highlighted. So you're and maybe in a different color so that as you're going through looking for all your great grandma stories, maybe those are all pink highlighter or orange highlighter. Or actually, if, if I was tagging great grandma stories, it would be green highlighter because that was her favorite color. But so highlighting is also another way that you could possibly pull out some, especially in drafts, pull out your topics and your names. But the having a sheet that is acting as your table of contents would also be a great way to organize that notebook. And then even thinking of yourself as a librarian in different uh, editions, right? So you have different collections and within each collection, what are those stories within the collection? And so you could then keep a sheet of each of your notebooks and what's inside of those notebooks so that you could find them. And then within the notebook could be the stories also. Um, but that's one way to think about how to organize your handwriting that 
could work similarly as a Google Doc or any other kind of electronic word processing doc would work. And that is my tips. I would love to hear some of your thoughts because organizing stories, so many people are really good organizers and have interesting ways of doing things. And I can admit that it didn't come naturally to me in the very beginning. Um, so I'm always the type of person that needs to really be thoughtful of my processes to organize physical and creative projects. Um, so I would love to hear back from you all, whether or not um, you have some ways of organizing your stories that has really worked for you. So please, please definitely um, reach out to me at Melissa at MelissaAnnKitchen.com. So send me an email. You can come over to my website, MelissaAnnKitchen.com and uh, do fill out the contact page and reach me that way. I Again, I'm going to be adding those family tree story starters to the notes from this podcast. And also, I invite you now, wouldn't you love to have your question answered? Ask Melissa. Send me your question via email and be the next person that gets featured on the podcast with your question. And we can have a great discussion. I'd love to hear from you. Again, any tips you have or questions that you are struggling with as you begin organizing your stories. I can't wait to hear from you. Wasn't that a fun episode? I enjoyed our conversation so much. And if you would like to continue our conversation, be sure to follow this podcast and share with friends. This helps share the mission of preserving the past with stories. Want more tips, tools, and inspiration? Head over to melissaannkitchen.com. And as always, let's get writing your powerful personal stories.